Casey Kasem. We are recording live from a Halloween party at the moment here. This is episode... The Kappa Chi Delta frat house. Welcome to episode 18 of Horror Dads. You are joined by your horror dads, John and... And Jamie. Jamie. So this is a good episode today. We are going to talk about our favorite... Horror uh, Halloween yeah. parties. Our favorite horror Halloween parties. From are... TV's episodes or movies? Yes. We are in the holy month. We are weeks away from... Uh... We are in the holy month. Yeah. Today, uh, it's October 11th. I'm taking uh, my holy communion. <laughs> As we speak, <laughs> uh, we are taking our holy communion, which is... Uh... Uh, the pumpkin cider? Yep. Down east. Pumpkin yeah, the cider. down east, yep. And we we are going to talk about our favorite uh, horror horror Halloween parties. So this is going to be a good one. Yeah, guys, we're excited about this one. It's going to be a super fun one. So I think we're we're going to hit five each, uh, no particular order, um, but it's going to be both TV and films. So before we do that, though, mine is almost exclusively TV shows. Well, mine's almost exclusively film. Yeah, so it's perfect. Okay, dude. What's uh? What have you been watching, man? Anything? Yeah. As of late. So um, I've been hitting some. You know, I like right now we're, we're at Fear we're in Fest. It. We're we're in prime Fear Fest time. Every night you go to sleep. Um, so, did you yeah. do the right thing today? Uh, well, I did. But the problem is, you hit those little pockets of like Fear the Walking Dead and the Walking Dead, where you're like, yeah. "God fucking god damn it!" Yeah, this is the last thing. Like, <laughs> it, there's times where like I'm making breakfast, right? I'm like, "Okay, making some scrambled eggs. This will take 12 minutes." And I'm you, going you gotta, to, I gotta make uh, sure I have the right thing. Yeah, on I'm gonna watch I, yeah. uh, a little AMC Fear Fest, and then you see Fear the Walking Dead, and you die a little bit inside. Um, so, not that that show's not good. The Walking Dead's not good, but... Yeah, no, I'm not saying it's not, but, like... But who wants to burn no, out? I'm not gonna jump in and fucking season four, episode th- three. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yep. Fuck that. Um, anyways, I've been hitting up some of the old favorites. Like, I hit... Uh, I watched Session 9 the other day. Ooh, it's a so, so fucking good. Very Just, underrated dude, if you've not so, seen Session 9. So goddamn Oof. good. Like, I love the, uh, the mental health facility. Like, you know, like... It's it's a psychiatric ward. It's shit. a little bit of a new take on a um, environmental horror. So hey, the the place yeah. is what's yeah. evil, sort of thing. So that's a good one if yep. you've not seen it. Uh, and then I hit like Halloween four and five. They've already played those out on AMC Fear Fest. Which, when I say played those out, I mean like you can't play those out for me. No, I'm with you. I think I've watched those each. Oh God, nine or ten times already. I'll this watch year. those. There's a reason why I've mentioned before why I don't watch the Halloween series until October, and it's because I will watch them all fucking October. Yeah. No, I'm with you. Um, and then, uh, you know what I rewatched, man? You and I watched this in Chicago with our wives. We all hated it. I haven't watched it since. Just rewatched it. The Lords of Salem. The Rob Zombie movie. What'd you think on this revisit? Dude, I, I, I think I dig it now. Oh. Yeah. Um, so... I've a come... 4K TV because it came yeah. free with it. Yeah, <laughs> yeah right. Uh, I've come a long way, I think, since this movie came out in, what, 2013 or whatever uh, with my taste. Yeah, sure, sure. And I think that you may dig it as well. I think you should go back and give it a revisit. Okay. I know you're not a big Rob Zombie guy, but... Yeah, um, I'm not. You know, and I'm but... I'm kind of that way where, like, 
I like like. Do you like House of a Thousand Corpses? Yeah, it's fine. So on October first, what did you watch? I know this is a little bit. Uh, on October first, I think I started the season actually with Halloween Four. Perfect. I mean, that's a perfect movie. Yeah. I woke up, went into work. You know, it was a weekday. Yep. Went into work, uh, 7.30 a.m. I put on House of a Thousand Corpses. First okay. thing I put on. Don't know why. You just uh, did it. To me, that's an October film. I kind of like wanted to hold out a little bit for Halloween 4, so I just dove into that one. Um, perfect, perfect movie for that. But anyways, back to Lords of Salem. I think that this movie is actually really good. Okay. Um, if you go into it, like, you need to watch it. You need to watch from the beginning. You get the whole witch, uh, you know, set up. You get into it. You get, um, the characters are so good. Um, I love the different use of, like, the music throughout. I don't need to talk too much about this movie, but I think if you watched it the first time and didn't like it, I would recommend going back, checking Pause, it out. Pause, revisit. Um, if you like it, I think I'm with you now, and I get it. Okay. Um, and then uh, I've been rewatching American Horror Story season one. Yeah, you mentioned that. Murder House. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, it's gonna kind of tie into what I'm gonna talk about a little bit later. Um, but hmm. I, American Horror Story. I think every single person who watches it has a little bit of like love hate with it. You know, every season. Yeah, I was just talking to my other brother in law about this this past week, and he is a pretty avid fan like all the way through and i i just am not and i'm not a hater of it it's just like i get a certain way through it and then i kind of get just like fatigued by it and i'm like "Ah, i'm just not into this at at present you hit like a little fatigue like i get to a point sometimes where i'm like is this season 37 episodes long like what the fuck (laughs) yeah and it's typically not uh like season to season but it's within the season yeah Yeah. no it's always within the season yeah uh but anyway so I'm digging that first season. Um, and then I have to mention, um, I watched with the kids the other night, Hubie Halloween. Hmm. I watched have that you too. Watched it? Yeah, yeah. yeah, no. Yeah. We, so we haven't discussed this. No, we haven't. Together. Yeah. So uh, what did you think? I mean... I, it's fun, right? I put it on as a just like a quick... Yeah, I was like, we'll see what it's like. Yeah. If you guys like it, we'll watch it. If you don't like it, I'll shut it off. No, I, I was pretty pleasantly supply- yeah. surprised, actually, because yeah. I, I kind of, sometimes I'll put something on, then I'll go, you know, like, yep. set the coffee for the morning or whatever. Uh, typically, the evening is when I'll put some a show on for them, uh, for the girls, and uh, just one night I, I put it on, and <laughs> I just, I sat there with them, and we just kind of watched it, so yeah, it's it's fun, yeah. So, I've been going through the Halloweens in a bit of a weird order, you know, I started with. I think four. we always do, yeah. Yeah, start with four and five, and then why? Why is that? That like to me, and I, you and I are the same on that. Well, I think it's because four the and first, five start our season. The first three are sacred. They're they're sacred, and right? It, and I don't watch those. Sometimes I almost get to the evening towards Halloween. I'm like, like, oh, oh my shoot, god, I'm backed up. I, I didn't do my homework. Yeah, yeah. Right, yeah. <laughs> I agree, but so I I I've been very conscientious about making sure that doesn't happen this year so i started with four started with five i watched those a couple times and when when i say watched it's no, always like dude it's I'm, on i'm yeah. not like yeah, i'm not, not like sitting there sitting doing right. nothing else but watching yeah, right. um i do a your lot of... wife comes in at 3 p.m like what the fuck are you doing I do i'm watching of... halloween four babe <laughs> i do a lot of consulting work so in the evenings i'm typically doing graphic 
graphic design or something. So sure. I yeah. always have something on. So the other night, though, I, I put H2O on a little earlier than I typically mm-hmm. do. and I haven't watched it yet. Yeah. Oh, dude. Yeah. I, and I love that one so much. We both do. Uh, you know you know what? I don't own it on Blu-ray. You have that goddamn... The triple... The yeah. trifecta. Like, if you're listening to this and you don't own Halloween um, H2O on Blu-ray and you want it, go look for it because you're not going to find it. Yeah. Not right now. Not in COVID from America. eBay or something. Yeah. I'm not doing that. But I busted out Trick or Treat and just kind of been hitting the the fall stuff. But in terms of new stuff, I did check out Spiral, which you recommended to me. Yeah. Um, what last, do you think? That, that's a heavy one, man. It is heavy. If you're looking for something light and fluffy, that is not it. No, no. Um, no. There's a lot of subtext to that. You're not going to feel good watching that. No, it's it's a great story, though, and it, it, it carries definitely a very prominent and important point. Yep. So um, it's certainly worth a watch, but... I would head into it with the perspective that it's going to be a heavy one. So yeah, I wouldn't go into that one uh, like looking for a good time. And I did also check out Scare Me on Shutter. Mm, um, I've I've like seen this available. I haven't watched it. It's yet. funny. Yeah, it's it's more comedic than anything else, but it has you know undertones. Is of, it worth watching? Because I know that yeah, you're it is. you're not typically a uh, like goofy funny horror but it's guy. not yeah like scare package you didn't like you shut it off yeah it, it's it's more it's it's well written okay. and it's pretty well acted and you could tell that the people that are involved in it have a synergy with one another um so it's it's good i would check it out i mean i will because i i don't i know that you don't typically like movies like that yeah so if you're going to recommend this i'll watch it yeah it's it's fun like scare package i dug yeah. Um, and I know that you didn't, so dig away, bud. Dig away. <laughs> keep keep digging, bitch. <laughs> what are you wearing right now, buddy? Oh, got my uh, gutter garbs Halloween title screen T-shirt on. Yeah, dude. Um, dude, this is one of my favorites. My son the uh, my son this morning was like, "This is your is family antic, uh, isn't it? <laughs> is that the Halloween shirt, or is that the from the Halloween movie?" And I was like, "Yeah, it is." And then he was like, "That pumpkin, that's from the movie as well." And I was, like, "Yeah." How do you know this? Turns out we went to the drive-in last week. Um, we watched Hocus Pocus. Mm-hmm. It was Hocus Pocus followed followed by Casper. Uh, we did not watch Casper. We got the hell out of there right well, after because it's you're with the because it's like I'm it's with like kids. 11 yeah, o'clock. right. Yeah. Uh, but <clears throat> the screen right behind us was playing Halloween, and so Halloween was starting the exact same time as Hocus Pocus was starting, and you know you set your uh, radio station to whatever channel for whatever screen you're at. Yep. So I looked at the thing. But you can still see I the other I saw screens. that my screen was whatever channel. I saw that the Halloween screen was a different channel. Set my radio dial to the Halloween <laughs> dial, right? Uh, without my wife knowing. So they both started at the same time. The Halloween theme starts going. She was in our like, car. you prick. She was like, what's happening? <laughs> and I was like, oh, I, you know, I don't know. So my turns out my son was watching the screen behind us and saw the title screen saw the pumpkin saw all that so he related that to my shirt which was awesome that is awesome yeah that's a great shirt I, also i love the shirt i love gutter garbs yeah that's and a great if, company like, if you're in the market for halloween uh, apparel right now not only gutter garbs but like everything right now is killing it creepy like, company is yeah, killing dude, it gutter fucking, garbs is killing it obviously fright rags and the cavity colors those guys are always killing it halloween but t-shirt uh, terror threads and yeah, terror yeah. threads yeah. oh that halloween t-shirt the halloween dude, shirt company I, I will buy stock in that fucking company <laughs> I, I love them i know i love them 
And they're kind of an underrated player, I feel, um, in the space. So yeah, definitely. Halloween Shirt Company brought to you by Jamie because like, I'll be there. And then the other one that's been killing it, um, we mention him almost every time, but our friend Matt Pepler. I honestly, I feel like we need to quit saying his name. Well, people are reason, probably like, it's a, what an important the fuck? segue because my shirt that I have on is actually his '84. I uh, love the shirt, class of '84. I love him. Uh, I love you. Yeah. I will hug you all. <laughs> Trifecta hug. So he, he and uh, his uh, co-host on their podcast, um, Brian Schof and Matt Pepler, they have a podcast called Post Credits, and uh, we just did a collaboration with them and covered uh, the thing on their podcast, and they're actually going to be joining us for our next episode. So that will be our next episode. They're going to come on. We're going to talk about one film. We won't tell you what it is yet, uh, but that's kind of their format. They just cover one film, so we're going to do that with them on our podcast. So that'll be fun. Super fun. So my quick family antic, I know you hit yours already, but um, you know the the process of trying to... um, So I have a TV in my kitchen. Jamie has a TV in his kitchen. When you're trying to watch a scary movie, <laughs> who, who doesn't, right? And make like a Sunday meal, uh, and the kids keep coming in, and it's a movie that they can't have their eyes Ugh, on. Yeah, one of those. So I was rolling meatballs on Sunday, and I, dude, it was like I was trying to watch Scare Me actually, and I kept having to pause it. Not that the movie's all that scary, but like it has well, undertones. Your, your daughter, especially, yeah, like, dude. she'll come in and like if there's even like a like a down like note like. At any minor like, chord. Dad, is this scary? Yeah, yeah. It's like she does that at my house. Like, I'll be watching something in the family room, and she'll come in and be like, Uncle Jamie, is this scary? Yep. Get out. <laughs> so, uh, rolling meatballs and trying to pause and unpause uh, scare me mm-hmm. with my elbow was uh, quite the task, but... Oh, yeah, with, like, the dirty meat hands. Dirty meat Ugh. hands, but uh, our Sunday sauce turned out great, and the meatballs turned out great. The movie was good, so it all worked out. You guys all have mad cow disease now from touching the remote. <laughs> all right, so before we jump into the episode, you've been buying anything lately? You know what? So um, I've actually been saving up because I'm going to buy some stuff here uh, the second half of this month, notably from our boy Matt Pepler. Uh, but I um, I did buy our... What did we buy? It hasn't come yet. It's going to come. Our spook bag our spook from bag. Cavity Colors, yep. yeah. We both got that. It's an annual tradition. Um, we love it. We've gotten our... So we've gotten our, like, trigger fingers down. Yeah. It's one of those things where, like... It was six or minutes There's thousands six or of people trying to something. get these things, yeah. right? There's a... Uh, they, they did 600 this year? Yeah, which is, 600. I think, the most. And it's funny because done. I remember... So we've been Cavity Colors for... Or Cavity Colors fans for quite a while now. And when he first started this, I think he started with 50 or 100. Yeah, it was, and, I think, 50 the yeah, first year. Yeah, 50. And I remember, like, I didn't get it. I missed out. You got it. Yeah, I think you've gotten one, like, every year. You were so fucking jealous. Remember, I oh, opened dude, it on I that was, couch over I, there, honestly, and you were, was, like, glaring at I me. I was so jealous. <laughs> I was like, oh, fuck. And <laughs> then uh, you told me kind of your trick, which I'm not going to reveal. Yep. It's it's nothing shady or anything. It's just, like, you know. It's the best way to yeah. just get it. Yeah. Um, We've kind of perfected our... It, it's not only from that. It's from, like, Dark Lord Day and different... Uh, things that we like very exclusive tickets like you kind of have to have like you, a system you gotta be down. on there yeah. yeah you gotta be on there um so you and i kind of have perfected our like spook bag thing and like we've gotten one every i've gotten one every year since you and i both 
And we always open them together. This year we're going to open them together as well, but we're going to do an Instagram live. Um, yeah, we'll promo it in advance. And yeah. Hopefully the, you guys can join if us. It'll be fun. Three of you want to watch us open our bag of whatever. Uh, but, Smiling like... but I'm super excited. I'm always so excited about it. And it's always one of those things where like you buy and you're like, well, this cost me 60 bucks. I mean, a shirt comes with it. I'm always like, I always have a little bit of buyer's remorse, but then I'm always like so fucking pleased no, dude, when it no, comes. No. Yeah. There's no remorse there. No, I, you know what I mean? No, I get it. It's a, it's, it's a lot of money. Yeah. Um, and you know, what's funny is my wife this year, typically my wife's like, Oh, buying one of those again, huh? This year, for some reason, she was so into it. Oh, and God. She was and like, I remember... So it she was, was last texting Wednesday. both of us, like, good luck. And I... Um, I was like, is this sarcastic? Like, what is this? I've been going back to the office. Like, yeah. We're, we're back yeah. in the office. And uh, I had a really intense day going on, and I actually forgot about it. And it was like 4.50, and it released at 5, and she texted me and was like, hey, are you feeling nervous? And I was like, eh, what? <laughs> to go home like uh, what, what is she asking and i was like oh shit so had she not texted me i probably would have forgotten so and so she comes in my office because i obviously still work from home she comes in and she's like you nervous i was like why well, honestly i wasn't and now like you have me a little bit nervous and then i i told her i was like listen i'm i'm an expert at this like i have it down and she was like uh okay so then listen like, i am I'm so she's sitting in there with me as like the the hour like the minute takes down and you know i have my system i'm like waiting on there so the hour rolls to 5 p.m or 4 p.m whatever it was i can't remember uh so it hits the exact hour that it releases and i'm like doing my thing and it's not like populating on the thing so she's like oh my god i i i fucked you and she like leaves she thinks she like jinxed me in some way. She's like, I- I'm leaving. I- like, I'm going to leave. I feel like I jinxed you. <laughs> so she leaves. I like, you know, get it. So, so then I text her and I'm like, which by the way, this is fucking so weird. They're like, and it you, sounds you so nerdy. That I'm, yeah. It sounds so nerdy that I'm like texting my wife about this. So I, I text her and I say like, okay, I got it. She literally <laughs> texts me. Thank fucking Christ. Yeah, well, she was this invested in, all the, of a in me getting. Yeah, uh, so I'm I'm really excited for her that I got this. <laughs> all right, so that's what you've been buying. I also bought the same thing, obviously. Um, but I also got this shirt that I have on now. This a uh, '84 shirt from Matt Pepler, and I also snagged uh, one of his uh, more recent prints that he released, the Trick or Treat one with Sam, the Sam Shadow. Oh. God, so with a, that like skeleton shadow. Yeah, it's so a cool print sick. too. But I have a and couple. Your shirt. I just want to say your shirt is so, so awesome. Yeah. But it's uh, Nightmare on Elm Street, right? Yep, Nightmare on Elm Street. Yep. It's like class of '84, and it's the the same typeface yeah. that's on the cover. I love of it. The film. Okay, so we are. We gonna... love you, Matt Pepler. <laughs> We're gonna get into the episode here. Before doing so, have a couple quick shout shoutouts. Uh, we like to do this. With a lot of our uh, Instagram followers that we've been interacting with. Um, oh yeah, and guys, keep this up, please. Yep. We love to hear from you. Like we do this for makes our day. Yeah. We only we we don't do this really for any other reason than to uh, meet other horror fans and to hear kind of your perspective and your take on things, kind of that we discuss. It's like we want to talk to other horror fans, so keep it coming. Yep. So uh, Nathan sixteen eleven on Instagram. 
had an exchange with Nathan, and he had listened to our Love Letter to Fall episode and had some recommendation uh, for us uh, on the music front. So he had recommended his his thing that he likes to listen to this time of year uh, in the fall season is uh, Witch Tannic Hallucinations by Acid Witch. So we checked that out. It's some heavy stuff. Nathan, uh, I put this on. I went, uh, it was Monday Night Football. My wife was like, where are you going? It was like 9 p.m. or whatever. And I said, I have to go up to the deli to get beer. I put this on. It was the first time I, I was like, I'm going to try this music that Nathan recommended. The intro is like the goddamn Crypt Keeper. Yeah, dude, it's so... I was checking my back seat, dude, to make sure there was nobody... Uh, like, I was fucking creeped out. So, but this music's heavy. It's it's good. Um, and we appreciate like the Fowl recommendation. Yeah, he would. Bill yeah. Fowl would love this. So, Nathan, thank you, man. Uh, thank you for listening, and thanks for the recommendation. Yeah, Nathan, thank you so much, man. And our buddy, uh, Two Meter Maniac, he uh, is a fellow Patreon subscriber to the Alone in the Dark podcast. That's how we know him. Um, and he, he's a show listener. He's a good dude. He had a, a handful of recommendations for us, also from the same episode, uh, also music. So uh, King Diamond, Abigail, he recommended a band called uh, Death, um, Scream Bloody Gore, uh, necrophagia season of the dead and a, a band called repulsion uh, they have an album called horrified so those are all obviously rooted to the halloween season um and genre specific to uh metal for the most part uh you know late 80s early early 90s so um two meter maniac really appreciate you listening man and thank you for the recommendations yeah dude we really do and uh john and i say so my son's birthday was yesterday he turned seven uh, so John and his wife and his kids came over today. John's still at my house. Um, he won't leave. Uh, we're <laughs> we're recording the podcast here at my house today for a change. But we made I made chili today. If you've listened to our fall episode, you know that we love chili for fall. So today I made a uh, big pot of chili. John and his family were here, and John and I were running through all these music recommendations from Two Meter Maniac and Nathan. while we made chili in the fall. Um, and, yep. Yeah. So it was perfect. And uh, thank you guys so much for sending those in. Yeah, for sure. So, last thing, Jeff C. Carter, we uh, read uh, the intro to his book on that Love Letter to Fall episode, too. So, his book is officially out now. Um, we Bleed uh, uh, Orange and... We Bleed Orange and Black. And Black, yeah. yeah. And I think it... I know it was for a time, um, past couple of days, free on, on Amazon digitally. Yeah, it so. was. I think it's done now. But that was an amazing deal. Either way, you should go... And it's not that expensive, book. so no. I would for sure check it out. So, um Please follow us on Instagram if you're not at Horror Dads. Uh, we're also on Twitter and Facebook at Horror Dads. And the other thing too, you know, please if if you like the show, if you wouldn't mind just jumping on um, Apple Podcasts, giving us a five star review, we'd appreciate that. Yeah, Helps and us get found. even if you don't like the show, leave a five star review. And we're not saying that for like e- egotistical reasons. Um, it's only because like maybe somebody who would love the show yeah. will be able to see and find the show because of that five star review. It, it has nothing like we don't really we don't need the five star review. We don't care about that. But it just helps we, us. We get just want to get more exposure to people yeah. that might you know might, might dig the us. show yep so with that we will get into it hey guys happy october happy halloween everybody okay so again episode content here is going to be the 
top Halloween parties that we enjoy from horror films or uh, TV shows that have, you know, either Halloween episodes or are horror-inspired TV shows. So, Jamie, you want to go first, man? Yeah, I'm going to dive in first. This should not be a, a huge surprise to anybody. My first choice is an episode of Roseanne. It's from 1991, from season four. It's called Trick Me Up, Trick Me Down. Uh, so the thing that I love most about this episode is, <clears throat> so it starts off, if you love Roseanne, you you understand their love for Halloween, and you understand that every season was kind of like a uh, a huge like love letter to Halloween. That's, well, that's what they did, which is amazing. I love that. I love that about like those 90s sitcoms, like Home Improvement Home was Improvement, another yeah. one that killed it, it for me. Do that. Yeah. Uh, so this one starts with, I love every, I think they started, like the first season didn't have a Halloween episode. They started with season two. I love everyone. There's a couple misses, but um, either either way, I love them all. But this one in particular, they start off with a little, uh, a little thing where like the neighbor, the new neighbor comes in. Her name's Kathy. She comes in looking for Roseanne. Um, Roseanne and Dan plan this thing where like, it looks like Roseanne killed Dan, and it's like guts are all over him. Fucked. It's table. honestly, it's so <laughs> fucked up. It's like his looks like his guts are hanging out, and so they scare the shit out of her. The party, <clears throat> they always have like these parties that it's called the lodge. You know, it's like yeah, I guess yeah. like his like Elks Lodge or whatever, right? So they go to the party that night, um, and Roseanne and Dan are always famous for like their costumes they dress up in, but they get there. You cut to the party, you know, you have your intro and like, what are you, <clears throat> the different characters are talking about what they're going to dress up as and shit. But then they cut to the party, Monster Mash is playing, you see people dressed up as Dracula and all these cool costumes and uh, the place is decorated amazingly and it's just like, I want to be in there, I want to be at this Elks Lodge or whatever the hell it is. <laughs> Roseanne and Dan uh, do this like little skit up on stage where Roseanne is like a dummy and Dan is like the ventriloquist. Yeah, yeah. But they're both dead. Dan is supposed to be dead. You know, like the costume is amazing. They probably had so much fun writing Dude, these. Dude, so much you fun. You know what I mean? Like, his name is like Dead Deadger Bergen and Mortuary Snurd are their names. <laughs> and uh, the end of the little skit is like they sing a song and then like it says they're eaten by worms or something. And like they have like a little thing set up where water squirts out of like his stomach and body. It's like super fun. And it's one of those things where like... I would love to be at that party in like 1980. Uh, this was from 1991. Like, I would love to be there in 1991. It would just be so amazing. Um, it's just like I don't know. I would have been. Yeah, dude, this is your 10 show. at that time. Yeah, no, this is my shit. So. And you you talk about this show a lot and how the Halloween episodes are what got you turned on to it because my yeah. sister's obsessed with it. I think. I wouldn't even like the show if it wasn't for watching these Halloween episodes. Yep. Yeah, and I love you like more than anything, and I still haven't gotten turned on to this show yet, but maybe one day watching these will will get me there, man. One day when I tie you down on that table and... <laughs> it's 
scare the fuck out of the neighbors by making yeah. it look like my entrails yeah. are coming out. <laughs> yeah. All right. Cool pick, buddy. Okay, so I'm going to go to a film. My favorite of the franchise. Halloween Resurrection 2002. Tomorrow night, you will enter the childhood home of our most brutal mass murderer. The home has been rigged up with several cameras, but for the most part, the audience will see only what you see. Are you sure they're not just putting us in some house with hidden cameras in the shower? This is gonna be fun. The windows will be boarded up and all the doors will be locked shut behind them. No one will be allowed to leave until the show is over. All right, so obviously kidding. When I say my favorite of the franchise, this is uh, this is the Jason X of the Halloween um, yeah, it is. series. So this is not not my favorite film. It's probably my least favorite of the, the if franchise. If I may interject, though, this movie has some some bright spots. What you're going to talk about is a bright spot, but also that in like if we were to do a, a show about favorite Halloween uh, intros of the franchise, this would be up there with one of my favorites. <sighs> That intro with the mental hospital yeah, and yeah. the kid talking about, you know, like, I love it. it this this movie, it, it has some moments. Um, and in all reality, I do. So I feel like the disparity of best to worst on the, the floor to ceiling, best to worst on like the Friday, the 13th franchise, that gap is way larger yeah. than Halloween for me. I'm not saying this movie's good. I'm no, just it's, saying it's got some bright spots. It's. It's tolerable in certain respects, but it's very intolerable in others. Yeah. <laughs> Most, yeah. So this came out in 2002, directed by uh, Rick Rosenthal. So Jamie Lee Curtis is in this for a period of time. Um, Ryan Merriman, uh, Buster Rhymes. Mm. <laughs> directed like, by Buster Rhymes, starring Buster Rhymes, soundtrack by Buster <laughs> Rhymes. Uh, so yeah, he, he is a terrible part of this movie. So anyway. Do you think they kind of did a thing where they were like, yo, LL Cool J was a huge success in, in H2O. H2O. So let's just get another successful rapper. And and if you recall, at the end of H2O, uh, Michael Myers is decapitated by Jamie Lee Curtis. This is the film that follows H2O and Michael Myers is back. So they had to work around, oh, his head got cut off. How's he back? Mm-hmm. And they do this fucking cheap Houdini. No, I hate it. I hate it. I yeah. hate it so much. I just would rather they did a, a reboot on the franchise. Either way... They acknowledge it, and here we are. So, the premise of this film, I'm going to set up the Halloween party I'm about to refer to, but the basic premise of this film is relevant to to the, to the Halloween party itself. So, Michael Myers essentially gets real torqued up about the fact that they're doing a live, like, reality television show um, in his old house in Haddonfield. So he's going to come back and, and make it right. Cause they're basically trying to do the real world in there. That's what this is. <laughs> exactly. Right. Yep. And it was 2002 when this came out. So that was like a very relevant. Oh, dude, that was all the thing then. Yeah. yeah that was entire banks was in this too. So it was like that whole, you get the notes and the tones of like, yeah, I, I know this sounds weird, but like TRL and, um, yeah, do, all that type of shit because that was all so prevalent at the time. And each character in this has a very prominent like archetype and yes. it's just, a very it's like a cartoonized version of each of those character types it's it's ridiculous so the halloween party though okay so the nerdy kid who's got like his online crush 
Um, you know, we're in the internet Decker. age here. Yeah. Yeah. De- Decker is his Decker? screen name, right? Like um, nerdy blonde friend. That's me, by the way. Just like. And I think his name is really Miles in it, right? Yeah. yeah. And he, his, but his like, like online, online name, name is Decker. Decker. Yeah. So Decker uh, has Deckard, his. Whatever the fuck it is. His online squeeze. And his roommate's like, hey, dude, we got to go to this party. And he's yeah, like, that, no, I'm going to stay in and, yeah. like, help my, my girl here online. He's like, you've never even met her. Like, let's go hook up with chicks and be douches. Because so, they're, like, like, freshmen in college, right? Yeah. yeah. So it's it's a little bit like the Night of the Creeps relationship where, like, one's more reserved and the other's, like, yeah. the more outgoing guy. So they, they end up going to this party. They got some weird invite through the sister or something. Yeah. And they go to the party, and it is filled with douches. Like, just... Filled with douches. And then... This is the party you want to be at. Remember this. So, well, hang on. <laughs> hang on. The the kid... What I really like about it is, like, there's almost... Filled with douches. <laughs> Get me in there. There's this, like, uh, 10 things I hate about you sort of vibe to it, where he is, like... He is the moral epicenter of this Miles kid. And he's got this online relationship. He's never met this girl. There's He just wants to be helpful and he like sneaks off to the to the the side bedroom where there's like this big monitor in there and he's like helping basically coach her through um but what i love about it is like the party slowly like each scene if you look there's like more people standing behind him like at, at, like each oh, scene oh my god people are like piling in yeah. now they're so and then into by the it. end yeah. it's like it's filled and he becomes that whole scenario becomes the party and that's what i love yeah. about it is um, it's cool that he's there for altruistic, you know, purposes. He's not there to be a dick bag like everyone he's surrounded by. And, right. uh, it's just that dynamics somewhat neat, I suppose. Um, the party a, has almost like a, she's all that vibe to me. No, I, that, that's what I, th- yeah. I said. 10 things I hate about you. So but you meant she's all that. I think. Yeah. <laughs> both nineties, uh, both the same thing. Rom-coms. Yeah. But, uh, I just, I thought that was kind of cool. So that would be dude. great choice because I love, that's the thing is like this movie sucks, but like yeah, I've does. always loved that part when like he's at the party and he's watching and like then next thing you know there's like more and more people behind him like rooting for yeah, yep like, helping him along kind of like yo tell her like he's right there yeah yeah yeah. What do you have up next, man? Good stuff. All right, so my next um, choice is Halloween Five: The Revenge of Michael Myers. Help me! Help me! No! We both know he's alive. But you know where he is. Halloween 5. This time, they're ready. This time, he's unmasked. And this time, he's back with a vengeance. So from 1989, I don't think this movie really needs much uh, introduction or we've been talking about it for like yeah. three episodes. I think everybody talks about this movie. Um, I think it's obvious, but how can you not include it? It's a party at Tower Farm. Um, you get there, you got people dressed in amazing skimpy costumes. Those two cops, that's such a the two doofy ass cops out out back. You have the barn where yeah. the amazing sex scene takes place with the kittens. Um, inside is just. Oh. That's where I want to be. I want to be in there. I want to be like, you and then know everyone's me. dancing. Everyone's having fun. You know me. I would not be doing that. I'd be sitting on the couch, just kind of taking it all in. But it would be a great time. It would be um, an amazing 
experience to like if I was 19 or 18 or whatever the fuck age these kids are I think it would be just like where I'd want to be at that time if I lived in Salt Lake City Utah or wherever they're supposed to live it's not Haddonfield no it's not Haddonfield <clears throat> but I I really do like uh and how kind of like congruently the, the like the dress up things happening at the hospital too um, yeah where Jamie's that character little pageant is. or whatever yeah, yeah. and I kind of I like how that's happening in tandem with that's it. That's one so, of the few moments where I enjoy that. The tandem. The goblin costume they get a little, They get a little too much with the Jamie character in that one. Yeah, this is definitely not... Um, We're watching this movie right now, actually. It's not right? as bad as Halloween Resurrection, but it's not as good as 1, 2, 3, no, 4, so like, or H2O. <laughs> obviously, I think of, of 4 and 5 you could almost look at as like one movie. I always looked at it yeah, that way. Yeah, I mean, way. it essentially is one movie. But five is like, it certainly has its moments. And this is one of those moments of Party at Tower Farm that make the movie for me. I love it. Yeah. I mean, it's a good pick. And I, I, I feel like this movie... 1989. It encompasses 1989 perfectly. Yeah. The hairdo, the hairdos, the styles, the, uh, the different things going on. Yeah. It's my jam either way. Four and five are my jam always. Yeah. And like John said, it's the first two movies. Like, I ignore the thorn shit, to be totally honest with you. Well, I people, mean, so people, does everybody else. That... Yeah, but like, I hear people bitch about the thorn thing, and it's like, I totally fucking ignore it. I don't even like think about it. Even with six, like, just get it out. Like, I don't even like, Paul Rudd is just like, when he's talking about the thorn stuff, I like, I tune it out. You put your fingers in your yeah. ears. And I don't even la, know la, what's la, happening. La, la, la. Yeah. <laughs> All right, I'm All gonna, right, buddy. I'm gonna scale it back a little. Go, go somewhat similar to your first pick, and do something a little um, more PG. But I'm gonna go back to 1993, to a little Disney film called Hocus Pocus. Whoa, nice. Jump back, twist the bones and bend the back. Back in 1693, the people of Salem, Massachusetts... Witches! ...thought they got rid of the Sanderson sisters for good. Uh, we shall be back! 300 years later, it's Halloween Eve, and they're back. Uh, we are home! Are you boys a little old to be trick-or-treating? <gasps> Talking about three ancient hags versus the 20th century. How bad can it be? Now they're digging up old friends. <laughs> and running amok. Looking for the one thing they missed. Yeah, uh, directed by Kenny Ortega, starring Bette, Bette Midler, um, Sarah Jessica Parker, a bunch of other I mean, people that really never worked again. Such a good movie. Uh, right, it's a this is a Halloween staple, dude. And as a as a parent, I I can't explain to you how many times I've had this on. We with watch the kids. it nonstop. Yeah. yeah, you just went to the drive-in last week yep. to see it. So this is certainly a Halloween staple. We grew up with this film. Um, you know, I was five when it came out. Uh, Jamie, you were a little bit older, but this this definitely weaved its way through through our lives. It's, um, it's funny because my stepmother, uh, Leslie, has never seen this. Also, yeah, she texted us and said I'm watching it for the first time. Yeah. We, I think we all assumed, like, 
Yeah, first time this season, right? Yeah, but she's like, no, I've never seen this. And then as soon as she said, I'd never she's seen it. She's in her 50s. It, like, what the hell? I was like, this, it's going to be a miss. It's, it's definitely going it to be a miss? miss for her. Yeah, it was a miss for her. And it's, it's yeah. just like she didn't have, you know, kids other than us growing up. She didn't have young kids. So, um, also, I have to say, and when I was watching this at the drive-in, I was thinking, I was like, so Leslie has. And this is not a knock on her, but she has a short attention span. Yeah. With. Like, if it doesn't grab you right away, and I knew that that intro, she'd be done. Oh, yeah. yeah. You're going to lose her at that intro. Zachariah I or whatever. Yeah, like That whole fucking oh, intro. Oh, doth my sister. Is... Emily! Yeah. Emily! Yeah. I knew that she was done yeah. right away. So. so, okay, but the scene we're talking about here, for those that haven't seen Hocus Pocus, I'm, I'm sure most of you have, but it takes place in Salem, and there's like a new kid in Salem who... Uh, he and his sister have just moved there, and he's kind of struggling to to fit in. And so, like, I wish my parents moved me fucking Salem, Massachusetts. And he moved from Los Angeles. Uh, but they they live in this uh, really cool witch town, right? And he inadvertently basically like resuscitates three witches back from you know back from the dead who are up to some. He lights a shit. candle that should not be lit. Because he's the virgin candle. Yeah. yeah. He doesn't believe the mythology is real, which, like, who would? Okay, so let me set the scene for you, though. Okay, Dude, so yeah. all this is happening. It's on Halloween Day. He's kind of a non-believer. He goes through this experience uh, with these witches that makes him a believer. He's trying to protect his sister in the interim. But he is kind of his sister's caretaker for the day. She's younger. Yeah. And his parents are at a Halloween party at what looks to be, like the nightclub from Fright Night, essentially. And they <laughs> they go there to, like, he essentially, you know, awakens these witches, and then it's like, oh, fuck, uh, shit's getting real, we gotta go tell mom and dad. So they go to this nightclub, and mom and dad are there, and... It's, I mean, it's not a nightclub. <laughs> it's, it's like a school gymnasium. It's something. It is something. a yeah. nightclub. But his mom's, uh, their mom's dressed as Madonna. The dad's dressed as Dracula. Yeah. There's this band playing up front that they all look like skeletons. I mean, it's this bone band. They're playing these great uh, tunes, but they're like emphatically trying to like explain to their parents that this is what's happening. The parents are like non-believing it, and then the witches sweep in all of a sudden, and like they're walking with that sway, and they just completely take command of the room. And then they go up and they perform that song uh, on stage that. I put a spell on you. Yeah. Yeah. And now I am mine. Exactly. Yep. So get me in that party, though. I want to fucking be Dude, there. I know. I want to be mesmerized yeah. by that song. Make me a zombie to your witch lore. I and totally agree. Yeah. yeah. Get me in there. So there you go, bud. Keep the kids with the babysitter. <laughs> what you got next? All right. So my number four. Is this four? Three. Uh... I don't know. <laughs> I think it's three. All right. So my number three is another TV show. Season four, episode four of Buffy the Vampire Slayer. Oh, my God.
All right, so this episode is called Fear Itself. Um, it takes place, the party itself takes place like in a Giles, house. I'm sorry, Giles' costume. Yeah, no, Giles. With a, it's like a Mexican sombrero. and It's it's a ridiculous. Little, a little too much. And um, Buffy gets so stern with him, like, can you please take that yeah, Take that hat off. Yeah. Uh, the party itself turns really bad, but if it was, like, if I could be at that party when it doesn't turn bad, that party is amazing, right? The... The different oh, props dude, the and vibe. shit they have set up throughout the entire house. Like, so it's a frat house, so it has like two to three stories, um, and it's just got the most amazing props and setups all throughout the house. And when you walk up, uh, Jamie and I were in fraternity. We're not in fraternities, but no. didn't really want to be. But when you when you walk up, they have the pumpkins like on either side of the entrance, and they have like the Greek letters for the fraternities like carved in there. No, it's one of those things where like you yeah. see that and you're like, all right, where do I pledge? <laughs> Do you guys take 38-year-olds? Because I'm in. Um, but you can, Sure, you can paddle me. It paddle turns me. out that this party was cursed, and if you get in there, you're pretty much fucked. But uh, if that wasn't the case, get me in that party. Keep me in that party, because it is amazing in there. So what's some, some of the shit that happens at this party? That big tarantula goes on... Uh, Allison Hannigan's character. It's pretty much everything is like illusions, I think. Yeah, it it is. It's kind of like a... Yeah, Willow gets the big spider on her. It's almost... It, it's pretty much what you're most scared of uh, starts attacking you. I think that's kind of what's going on in there. And it turns out that the guy that's, that's causing all this shit is like this little fucking like munchkin demon oh yeah yeah that buffy just like steps on and xander's like always got those like one line yeah xander with the little yeah. quips yeah but it, he says something like really funny at the end of the episode too yeah, yeah. no that, i mean this is if you guys i feel like everybody watches buffy or used to used to watch buffy and has a love for the show or you're at least familiar with the characters and you can envision how they would respond to the scenario so we just I, described i'm very big on i feel like everybody Especially if you listen to us, right? You you certainly have like your Halloween like movies that you watch every year, and I'm very big on Halloween episodes. If you haven't noticed yet, like TV episodes, this is one that I watch every year. I watch you know episodes of The Office, um, episodes of uh, Home Improvement, obviously, and Roseanne. So that's like I always put that in my rotation uh, to kind of mix up the normal like movie thing. Yep. No, it's important to do. So, to me, this is uh, one that I watch every year, and I recommend this to anyone. And if I may, I don't know if I've actually talked about this on the podcast, because I'm afraid to like say it out loud, but I think the first person I ever thought that I loved was Sarah Michelle Gellar. Like, yeah. I... No, that makes sense. I honestly... And I... What... In what capacity? Like, was it from watching Buffy, or was it from, like... Cruel Intentions? It was from Buffy. Okay. Because I grew up with Buffy, and I would watch it. Like, my family would sit down and watch it. No, I know. Like, Kate, we were, your, yeah, your my sister, sister, my yeah. wife, Katie, would always tell me, like, we watched Buffy every, like, whatever day that yeah, came out, Wednesday remember. or whatever. Like, every yeah, it Wednesday definitely was a week. we watched it. Yeah. Uh, some some weekday. But and I was like, man, that's amazing, because, like, my family would never... I grew up in a very Christian household. We would never watch that show. What's funny is the woman that played the original Buffy, I can't remember her name, but she's like a really conservative. Oh, the Christy, opposite. From the movie, you mean? Yes, from yeah. the movie. She's yeah. the opposite of what Sarah Michelle Gellar oh, she's is. She's actually awful. Yeah, and Sarah Michelle Gellar is amazing. And fuck that other person. But um, I can't remember her name. 
It doesn't matter. It's Christy something. Yeah. But Christy Swanson. Yeah. But I love Sarah Michelle Gellar. I love her in Buffy. I loved her in Cruel Intentions. I love her in... I mean, I, literally I everything. Know you did last I summer. Know you did, yeah. I love her so much, so... Scream 2. Okay, our next episode is me talking about Sarah Michelle Gellar for 90 minutes just by myself. Scream 2. And just me, like, mmm. <laughs> Making really weird... Mmm. Mm. 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 Yeah. Mm. Yeah. Okay. Okay, I'm going to go back to film here. Please do. To a movie we talked about on episode two, which came out in 2007, Trick or Treat. This is the one night. Don't forget your costume. All sorts of things. Roam free. The Halloween school bus massacre. <laughs> so this is i think a perennial like I'm just like basking in the orange right now <laughs> this is a perennial favorite for for us and for for many of you we would assume but this was a like, honestly uh, if i could go into this town square and just do somersaults i would do it get me in there so brian cox dylan baker anna paquin our, uh, our boy brian cox dude just like anything that guy's in He's what gone. are you doing out there, Wilkins? Yeah. <laughs> so he he Hannibal Lecter. <laughs> there you yeah. go. But this is for for those that haven't seen it or haven't seen it in a while. Um, this is a uh, one of those sort of anthology kind of based films or five stories that sort of interweave, um, and they all have characters that overlap in in different ways. So the scene I'm picking from this film, though, is not really related to any specific of the um, the five storylines. Really, it's kind of like an intermediary, uh, like a, a a link link piece, I guess. But the principal, you, who you find out later is the principal, um, is wearing this like very sinister, dark costume. He kind of looks like a villain from Batman, almost. And he is um, being intimate with a woman in an alleyway. And you can hear in the background there's this, like, parade procession happening. And it's almost this very, like, tense, like, sexual experience that these two are having. And um, she's kind of, like, trying to... just, like, see his mouth through that, like, leather mask. Yeah, and she's trying to pull away. Like, hey, let's go back to the party, essentially, she's saying. And before you know it, like, there's, like, an exhale of pain and she looks down and there's like blood dripping down her leg essentially and he bit her um so she instantly is like okay fuck i gotta get get out of here so she goes to flee he goes after her um there's an altercation so she he ends up killing her and then he takes her and puts her on the street um where the parade's happening and she basically looks like a halloween costume um at that point so one might ask, like, why do I want to be in this? I don't want to be in this scene necessarily because I don't want to be around this creep ass biting principal, but I do want to be at this party because it is a Halloween parade. It is a full procession. Everyone is dressed up. Everyone is dancing. It embodies fall. Um, 
this story takes place in Ohio. I don't know exactly where they filmed it, but the filming location truly embodies basically the neighborhood that I live in. And I could easily see, it doesn't happen, but I could see that procession going down um, our main drag in our town, and I love it immensely. And the atmosphere of this film is completely and utterly the ideal Halloween fall scenario. And do you get, I get very, um, I know what you did last summer vibes. From that scene? From that scene. Sarah Michelle Gellar's. The Sarah Michelle Gellar alleyway scene. here it goes again. That is my, like... I, I just feel like it's the exact same type of Dude, setup. Dude, and if she it's, doesn't it's stop, scene. I'm sorry, if she doesn't stop, and I know what you did last summer, when she hears that noise and she turns around, she just kept running. Yeah. No, I know. Uh, I was always so fucking same heartbroken. And yeah. Heartbroken at that part. She's like, right there. It's like you're right there at I that know. cusp of like all those people. I know. Makes it so frustrating. Love this movie, though. All right, so before I get into my next pick, I meant to add this little thing, and I totally fucking forgot. The Buffy the Vampire Slayer episode that I discussed, uh, Fear Itself, the exterior of that frat house where that party takes place is the exact same house that is the murder house from American Horror Story Season 1. Oh, there's your tie-in. Yeah, you mentioned that's, that. That's my started. tie-in. Yep. Totally Man. forgot. Yeah, like, I think you and I were watching it today, like, doing a little research, and I was like, wait, because I've recently watched, because I'm actually currently watching American Horror Story, I was like... Wait, is that the house from Murder House? All right, so my next pick is from season one, episode nine. It's called The Dance of the TV series Scream. Music on. Tyler? You can't do a slasher movie as a TV series. Slasher movies burn bright and fast. <laughs> Nina, are you home? By the time the first body is found, <laughs> it's only a matter of time before the bloodbath commences. Say you get a room, but I don't want the cleanup. You slept with Nina. No, um, wait. I will hug you. You didn't... So we, we had to collaborate in advance on this one a little bit just because we didn't want to overlap too much. Um, sometimes we do that, sometimes we don't, but... Jamie said, I have a surprise for you, and this was the surprise. Because John had already told me his list, so I knew that this wasn't on there. So I added it on afterwards, didn't have to reveal it to him, knew he would love it. Here it is. Great right, so, fucking pick. <laughs> dude, I know. So if you've watched this show, this is like the penultimate episode. Um, this is when you... God, this is a this is a heavy episode. So this is what season one, episode nine. Yeah. Said yeah. Okay. And this is that uh, Halloween dance. Yeah. yeah Emma yeah. and Kieran come as John Travolta and Uma Thurman yep. from Pulp Fiction. From Pulp Fiction. They do that little dance with the you know the fingers over the eyes. And it's just enchanting. They do the whole thing. It, the whole dance is enchanting. Yeah. Yeah. Like everybody's dressed up. Um, Noah, one of the main characters, is the DJ of the whole dance. Um, so they're, they're in the middle of trying to, you know, this is like, like I said, the penultimate episode. So like, there's a lot of shit going down. Yeah. Uh, so there's a lot of stuff going on throughout this party. A lot of, uh, different whispers of like who the killer is towards the end of this party, the big screen behind Noah, 
pulls up the sheriff of the town tied to a tree. Yeah. Pretty much dying. Yep. Everybody is like fucking freaked out. Yeah, it's Kieran's dad. Uh, So like, dude, this, first of all, get me to this dance. Get me to this party. Yeah. Because... I they love. Really, I'm a sucker for like these school dances. For anything like school oriented. Yeah. It just I, I don't know. And they really capture this. They embody it. And for a uh, MTV, it was MTV, right? Yep. Or VH1? Yeah, yeah, MTV. For an MTV season three was VH1. Get yeah, that which away. Which is weird. Yeah. Get just get that away. It's just so weird that VH none because that shit was terrible. But no, I liked it. I know you did. Nobody else did. But see, <laughs> anyways, get to hell. For what this was and for where it was like done on MTV, like I think everybody had shitty expectations. I feel like one and two are I'm not gonna say amazing or great, but I guess for like what I was expecting, they are great. You know what I mean? Yeah. They exceeded my expectations. I watch through them once a year. Yeah, we both do. So, anyways, love this party. I love this whole setup. Get me in there. Okay. Good. Uh, if you hear wind chimes in the background, we're actually recording at Jamie's house. Uh, we typically record in the podcast studio at my house, but um, given it was uh, the... So substitute air conditioning and heating ducts for wind chimes and crickets. Wind chimes and crickets, because Jamie lives in the park and it's beautiful here. So just want to acknowledge that, but we are going to go back to television for me. Um... And I'm going to select an episode of one of my favorite shows. This is not a horror show. However, this is a Halloween episode. And that's totally fine. This is Halloween episodes, buddy. So this is... Or Halloween parties. Season 5, I believe, episode 6 of The Office. So I think we touched on this on our Love Letter to Fall episode um, from a costume perspective, but the popularity of <laughs> The Dark Knight, the year it came out, <clears throat> was the same year that this episode came out. And I just recall everybody, I was in college at the time, and everybody <laughs> that Halloween <clears throat> was out and about dressed as the Joker. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> There's always, every year there's a costume, and this was that year for the Joker. And you know people were, like, looking in the mirror like, yeah, fuck, I look good. Yeah, like, yeah. I look sweet. Then so, you see someone else, and you're like, oh, goddamn, he did it better. And it's funny, because in this uh, episode, I think it's Creed, Ke- <laughs> yeah, Kevin, and Dwight. Because Dwight, or Creed comes in first, and he looks amazing. And he sounds like the Joker, too. Yeah. And then Kevin looks like a complete parody of himself. And he's like, damn it, Creed. I got up at four. <laughs> and Dwight coming up on the elevator and the door shuts in front of him. It's so funny. Um, so good. But Phyllis is dressed as, I think, Raggedy Ann. Kelly looks ridiculous. And everyone's like, who are you supposed to be? And she's like, I'm, I'm Carrie Bradshaw. Can you help walk me over to the copier? Because she has like 
14 inch heels on. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Ryan is Gordon Gecko. Stanley has that like lizard head mask on, and and someone walks up and is like, Stanley, you look so good. And, and Phyllis is like, No, shh, shh he's sleeping. <laughs> uh, and then Andy, who looks absurd, uh, is dressed. He walks up to. Uh, Jim and Jim's like, oh, let me guess, you're a cat, and he goes, meow. Uh, nice try, but uh, I believe you meant kitten. So, <laughs> just it's it's hilarious. But this is the episode where the Cornell interview happens, and where Michael, I think, drops Holly off uh, at home. But oh god, so, so there's no actual party they on this episode. That's it's one just thing. That's one intro. thing about the Office for me with with the Halloween episodes. It's like they don't take it the full way. They never really do. It's like they they might start, but if I if if I might speculate for a moment, you recall the uh, I think it's the Benihana Benihana uh, Christmas yeah, episode, yeah, yeah. where Michael goes and gets like fourteen bottles of vodka. He's like, uh, is this enough to get nine people drunk? Right, right. So I envision that that is what this Halloween party evolves into, and I want to be in there. I work in a, a corporate office kind of environment, and I feel like it would be a great time. Their colleagues. All dressed up, everybody taking it seriously. So, get me there. Employee transfer. I want to be on the office. Good choice, buddy. What do you got next, man? All right. So, my last choice. This should not be a surprise to anybody that listens to this show. Uh, you've probably actually been like, "Wait, when are you going to say once bitten?" It's once bitten. Mark Kendall's a regular guy. Get me out of here. With normal problems. <laughs> I want to, but I want it to be special. But Mark's just discovered... Hello, tall, dark, and handsome. <laughs> ...that his one-night stand... I haven't had anything this pure since the Vienna Boys Choir hit town. ...has been around for centuries. I'm 390 years old. 400 if you're a day. Mark Kendall is necking... Finally happened. ...with a vampire. Did I enjoy it? <laughs> now, Ow. he's losing his what? girl. His customers. Let's get out of here! His image. Look, I'm not there! And his mind. Oh, wow, I love your outfits. I'm not wearing a costume. Mark's got to choose. It's like you're not the Mark I thought I knew. You look like Jerry Lewis. Between his first love. I'm the owner of the pitch. You've been trying to get into the... Once bitten. It's the... <laughs> him and Robin show up. Uh, they go to sign in. She dresses as Jill... He's supposed to be dressed as Jack. He's not. He's, he's just He dressed. says he's not wearing a costume. Right. But he clearly looks like he's dressed like he's Dracula uh, or a vampire. So that's what they think he is. He ends up subsequently winning. Yeah, doesn't he win the for, uh, best yes, costume? Yeah. For uh, as a vampire. But anyways, he gets there. If you're not familiar with this movie, um, there is a countess. Lauren Hutton. Is, yeah. Right. Who has to bite his inner thigh, what, three times? Yeah. To turn him into a vampire. Uh, she just needs that blood to stay young. She keeps trying to get it. He keeps being evasive. Uh, Robin, his girlfriend at the time, is an obstacle in the way. You get to this dance. He's in there with Robin. They're dancing. Here comes the Countess like a showdown an unbelievable fucking dance-off occurs yeah where robin starts shedding clothes and jim carrey is dancing like a fucking madman 
This was I mean, a, I think dude, his like this... in Living Color days. I think a little bit too because he he like it's it's like body comedy. His almost. mannerisms yeah. and his body comedy. You're yeah. right. Yeah. Is fucking bar none in this. Yeah, it is. I, I do. I watch it. You know me. I watch it yearly. Yeah. If if not more. Yeah. And I will laugh every time. Like my son, my seven year old, will watch it with me. And be like, he's funny because like he tries to understand adult like humor. You know what I mean? Like what you're it's laughing. It's funny when about. the kids laugh. He'll be when like, you laugh, yeah. Yeah, and but my son will always be like, "What?" <laughs> he'll like, I'll laugh and he'll kind of laugh and then he'll be like, "What are you laughing at?" <laughs> what, and like, I'll what be are like, we laughing? Look at him dancing. That's what I'm laughing at, you know. Um, but that's kind of like the stuff that he does. But like I, the song, the hands off song. So when they first oh, when they first come in, up. yeah, when they dude. come into the dance, I think the Once Bitten song is playing. I'm pretty sure. I mean, it plays like 400 times. Yeah, right. So it's like <laughs> they come into the dance and there's like a live band playing. Uh, and his friends are dressed like fucking fools. Like the one dude is dressed like Yul Brenner or something. Yeah. <laughs> um, he said he was supposed to be Gandhi, but he lost the mustache. So he's Yul Brenner. Yeah. Fucking so ridiculous. Um, so anyways, Countess comes in. This whole dance circle starts. Countess and Robin have kind of this dance off for Jim Carrey where they're like fighting for him and he's being pulled in every direction and he is killing it the way he's dancing. Like, yeah, dude. I'm being it, pulled this way and being pulled this way. Like, it is so fucking hilarious. Um, but like, Robin wins out and she is. That's when you realize, okay, Robin is the girl because the whole time she's kind of like, you know. Yeah. Um, but also, she puts up with way too much from him. Like he went to no, L.A. Like, it, honestly, he went like, to fuck, L.A. Fuck to try to point, like yeah. if, you're, if you're her. He was trying to like get laid at what like a one of those like dial a date deals. Oh, you know, I was watching this with Britney's dad um, a few years ago, and he, I asked him, I was like, "Was this a real thing?" He was like, "Oh yeah, that was a thing." Oh, there is yeah. no doubt that that yeah. guy has been one of those <laughs> to a dial a date. <laughs> yep. Um. Anyways, I. If you know me, you know I fucking love this movie. This is one of my all-time favorite Halloween movies. Um, this scene in particular, the dance scene. Yeah. Well, like, when I fucking get buried, like when I'm dead, play like Once Bitten or Hands Off. Like, Hands Off! <laughs> he belongs to me, Hands Off! Yeah. I love it. Right, I love pick, you. Man. I love it. I love Jim Carrey. I love Robin. And you love Lauren Hutton, the Countess. Yeah, I love them all. She was in a lot of horror movies, so. Cool. Awesome pick, man. I, I, I'm with you. I love that movie so much. Okay, so let me let me round things out here with a little flick from 1998 called Urban Legend. Last week, we discussed folklore. Today, we get more specific. This is what we call an urban legend contemporary folklore passed on as a true story something you might have heard about mixing pop rocks and soda supposedly your stomach and your intestines burst voila still alive mr cross please he's gonna explode somebody call 911 <laughs> They are the legends we've all heard. Gang members drive around at night with their headlights off. And when someone goes to flash from their high beams... Mmm. 
We always talk about how this is a fall movie. So this is the epitome of kind of like the back to school, uh, you know, Ivy League uh, leaves uh, entering fall, just sort of college uh, scenario. So if I could, you know, like when um, Cavity Colors and Devin Draws do like a design and Devin Draws does like, like. Give me that on my back as a tattoo, like the entire urban legend. Like, just I just want like a Devin Draws on my back. Like, I take off my shirt and it's like, oh my god, did Devin Draws do that? Yes, he did. It's a campus map for. Uh, whatever I took out a loan to get this done. Yes. So this movie was directed by I think Jamie Blanks, uh, starring Jared Leto, Alicia Witt, uh, Rebecca Gayhart, and Tara Reid. And. Speaking of Alicia Witt, I know you've been watching The Sopranos. Yeah, she's, she's in that in again. That one fucking episode. Well, yeah. like there's like a couple episodes she's in, but it's like that standard like Hollywood. Uh, yeah. 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 <laughs> but she she's a she's a really fun character in this movie, and I I really like her, and I like her character. It's a lot. funny that she's never really been a leading lady in anything else. Like that was kind of like her shot. And I think she's a great actor. I it's thought she crazy. was good. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so who who knows the politics that go into it yeah it's a crusty industry uh but so the college students in this town suspect uh that these bizarre deaths that are happening are are happening in accordance with um different urban legends so it's a basic premise here if you've not seen it but hopefully you have uh so the oh scene my god if you haven't yeah. i wish i could be you yeah i, I wish i could experience like, dude, this do you ever wish sometimes that you Fucking could have constantly. like memory loss yes for like oh yeah, simply to watch movies like scream like if i could f- oh do you remember we watched scream with our buddy jason tiberio who recently got engaged to his fiance lauren. lauren yep they were over my house one night and we put on scream just like let's put this on for the th- thousandth fucking time yeah halfway through somebody was talking about the killers and lauren was like no don't put don't anybody say anything i've never seen this and we were all like wait what? what? Yeah. So Lauren, I wish I was her. Is what it, my point is? I wish I was her getting proposed to by Jason and has <laughs> having never seen Scream. Yep. So goodbye and good night. I would take a memory loss on this film too, though. <laughs> yeah. So the scene I'm, sure. I'm talking about here, though, is um, again a frat party, uh, essentially. So they pan up to this like white house it kind of looks like Stu's house in scream almost and it's out in this somewhat remote feeling uh kind of area and there's lightning and thunder happening behind it um there are all these orange pumpkin lights kind of around the house and it's just decorated to the nines uh but there's this party happening on the inside Tara reads in there there's this nerdy dude in there who's trying to hit on her and his pickup line is like hey uh what, what's the song? It's Roller Coaster, I think, that's playing. And he's like, oh, that's oh, Scream. Oh, the Red Hot Chili Peppers. Yeah. yeah, he's like, that Scream is a, a a real audio clip of a person being murdered. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, uh, he drops, like, the most macabre, like, yeah, pickup fact line. on her. Yeah. And she's like, no, I'm not having it. But, so, lightning striking outside, thunder's clapping. Uh, it's lit up. Everyone is fucking dressed up, uh, partying on the inside. There's a... The, the dog in there is they're they're doing a beer bong for the dog they it's do a like, beer bong with the dog it's this little westy yeah um but the guy whose house it is or he's one of the 
people that live there is the Parker character. And Parker yeah. is a douche. Total douche. Parker's a doucher. But the urban legend that that takes... So I want to be at this party uh, as an individual up until um, they find the dog in the microwave. <laughs> right, yeah. And then Parker goes upstairs and gets a phone call. It's from Damon Brooks, who's the uh, Joshua Jackson character. And he answers the phone. <laughs> Jamie and I were watching this recently. Uh, the guy on the other end of the line is like, do you want to die? And and Jamie was like, why the why wouldn't he be fucking scared? Like, literally everyone around him is dying. And he gets this phone call. But, uh, and he's like making fun of the dude and like making yeah. a joke out of it. Well, like, he gets no, his... be scared, guy. He, he, he gets it here. Yeah. So he um, he ends up getting some Drano for his beer bong um, and with Pop Rocks. Pop Rocks and Drano, actually, is what it is. So he... Uh, he has an unhappy. Uh, I love this finish. movie. I just, I love it. But the, yeah, dude, the '90s music uh, pumping down at the, the thing, and the the whole dynamic of like Tara Reid being involved in the radio station. There's like this whole sonic element to, yep. to sound being a part of of the entire you know storytelling uh, kind of format, and it's 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 great. Um, you and I both were guilty of uh, loving the Scream knockoffs. Oh, dude, it's like we love Scream. Yeah. And you know how, like, there's that whole, like, thing where you're like, no, fucking scream knockoff. Okay, no, give it to me. I'll take, like, 14 I will more. Take it. Cherry Falls, give them all to me. But, uh, it, and even, like, Parker's monologue, too, when he, uh, when Jared Leto's character is like, uh, hey, I think we need to stop the party. And you, you can just feel it, like, mounting and just the entire experience there. It's this whole, like, this guy's just a douche and you can tell it's gonna it's it the climax of that is you essentially rooting for him to be knocked off which is like a disturbing concept uh, to self-reflect upon this is what we talked about i think last episode where you find yourself kind of you're complicit uh, yeah you're complicit in like wanting these people dead and it's like oh i guess we're all culpable for uh the violence pandemic that's happening on a daily basis everybody can relate to that (laughs) <laughs> all right man good episode buddy dude honestly we love all of you guys um again head over leave us a five-star review um yeah, take care with us on have social. an amazing halloween have an amazing fall go to spirit go to big lots go to dollar general go to wherever you go to get halloween decorations and halloween treats fucking get fat on reese's cups <laughs> Uh, spread some spider webs all over your porch. Do whatever you have to do. Get in the spirit. Get in the mood. Listen to our episode. Listen to Alone in the Dark. Listen to whatever horror uh, podcast gets you off for the season. And we will talk to you guys soon. We love you. Take care, guys.